everyone. I'm Justine Ray, the Director of Customer Marketing, and I want to welcome everyone to our conversation on the benefits of going mobile. Many of our customers have told us that using the mobile app has actually cut, uh, cut down on repair time and has actually improved the accuracy of the data that's reported in their CMMS. And today we have fixed user Chris Stevens of Carolina Solar Services with us. And he's going to be share how, share how he's been using mobile devices in the field to simplify his team's workflow while also improving uptime and efficiency for his customers. So welcome, Chris. We really appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us today. Thank you, Justine. Happy to be here. And we have Stuart Ferguson, who is part of our fixed solution engineer team. He's also going to share some of the feedback from our broader fixed community of mobile users as well as he has firsthand experience from his four years working as an engineer and production line manager at a consumer goods manufacturing facility. So I'm gonna jump off the line. I will be back with questions shortly and really excited to get into it. Thank you. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Justine. So I guess before we jump into this uh, and, and start rolling through these questions, why don't we, why don't we start with a nice, nice softball. Um, tell us a bit about yourself uh, and your role at Carolina Sur Solar Services. Sure, uh, absolutely. And again, I want to thank you, thank you all for having me here. Uh, currently, I'm the the CMMS manager at Carolina Solar Services. Uh, it's one of the many hats that I wear here. We are a, a utility scale um, solar O&M company, which means we that's all we do is maintenance and provide um, the best solar services in the southeast of the U.S. Awesome. Yeah, that's no uh, no small chunk of work, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Um, but today, you know, we're here, we're going to talk about uh, the mobile app. So your team leverages it uh, quite a bit. I think uh, more than 75% of your team's uh, actively on the mobile app. Um, so why don't we start there? What kind of feedback do you get from the floor? What do they like about the app? How do they use it day to day? Um, walk me through that. Primarily, what we hear from a lot of technicians is, is that they really enjoy the app. Um, the whole point of, of the app is, is to streamline the web version, right? To make it simpler. It's not supposed to replicate. Um, you know, a, a website or any kind of uh, desktop version is supposed to be streamlined, which also in turn makes it simpler. Uh, and we find that technicians, it aids them in doing work efficiently and being able to convey what the work that was done easily. Um, it, as easy as uh, clicking just, uh, this is a pass fail or free of damage or not free of damage, uh, indicating a failure or indi indicating a success. Um, so the mobile app um, really, really helps our team, and we get a lot of feedback on that. Uh, about it just it just streams lines. They really enjoy the ability to walk around um, a large uh, solar facility um, and be able to have their hands on the app, being able to convey informa uh, information instantaneously rather than carrying around a clunky laptop um, and needing to navigate it in, in that way, as well as the equipment they need to do their job. Yeah, no, I can imagine there's quite a quite a few out there, and I understand some of those some of those work orders, some of those jobs are are pretty massive as well, right? You're getting upwards of upwards of five six hundred tasks in some of these work orders. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so one of the, one of Fix's fortes is is that it has four basic tasks, right? Uh, the general text, meter reading, and an actual inspection task. Um, I think the the mobile app is is a perfect uh, medium to utilize task based work orders. Um, we do a lot of preventative maintenance inspection on solar um, facilities. Uh, and, and depending on the size of the facility and the terms of the contract and what we're really looking for and, and the setup, there can be you know six, seven, eight hundred tasks. Um, 
And if you were to do, say, a work order with 800 tasks on a desktop version or the web version, you may end up having over 2,000 mouse clicks, right? Um, whereas, you know, doing it on the app, it's, it's more streamlined, it's far less clicks, and you're still conveying uh, adequate information. And, and I loved uh, what you touched on there around it. You know, it's, it's all about the technician. It's supposed to be easy to use. It's supposed to make their lives easier. Um, one of the biggest pains that I always had uh, in the manufacturing space, you know, where you're in a big facility, line goes down, um, and, you know, you go, you take a look at it, and the first thing you're going to need is some kind of instructions or manual. And so the guys turn around and walk back to the shop, and they're digging around binders in the back room trying to find this old manual that may or may not have all the pages they need. Um, one of the one of the biggest use cases for me is that ability to pull up those those files on the fly, right? Not only do you have your work instructions, you can grab your reference material too. And you know, like you guys out in the middle of nowhere, you know, using the offline mode, being able to actually do your work without cell or any service whatsoever, really. Um, same thing, right? You're back in warehouse Z. Um, there's no there's no Wi-Fi back there. They did they did a really good job mapping the whole place for Wi-Fi, but I guarantee you that 800,000 square foot facility is going to have dead spots. Absolutely. Uh, that's another advantage of the, the mobile app. I, I believe Justine touched on this when uh, introduced us is the offline mode. Um, and you know, solar farms are not, not exactly built in the middle of Wi-Fi hotspots. Um, you know, some maybe, some, you know, majority aren't. So service actually is, is a big uh, concern. So the offline mode. Um, it's, it's really, really convenient to be able to have the work order with everything preloaded um, and be able to ad adequately select those tasks, or, you know, packs, fails, what, or whatever they may be. Um, and when you have service, automatically sync it uh, to the whole fix system and now it's available. Um, so that's really handy. And I think another piece with the mobile app is the ability to right away using the device that you're carrying around that's not a laptop is taking pictures of whatever you may be looking at and automatically attach them to their work orders. Now they're they're attached with the work order and therefore the asset and you can adequately kind of explain uh, the work that's being done or what has been done just by you know using uh, our phone that we take pictures of cats anyway, right? <laughs> Maybe. Fair enough. Might as well take a picture of that broken conveyor instead of the cat. <laughs> So, you know, it's, what are we? Uh, I think I'm on week nine of work from home. And I know you guys are distributed, but there, there is the bit of the elephant in the room, um, you know, which I think every webinar going has talked about over the last little while. Um, so I want to hit that before we dive, uh, dive further into the mobile. But, you know, how has your operation really been affected by, uh, by COVID-19 and this move to, you know, different normals, new normals, uh, what have you. Um, so when it first hit versus now, what, what's kind of changed? How have you guys adapted? What have you done done differently? Yeah, great question, Stu. Uh, let's definitely talk about the elephant. Um, so COVID-19 uh, has affected a, a whole lot of operations. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, at CSS, we take safety of all kinds very seriously uh, because the work we do is inherently dangerous. Um, but also with this uh, added hazard, um, we've stepped up our game in terms of, of, of personal safety, but in terms of your question of operations, um, we are considered essential personnel. So we've been largely unaffected in the amount of work that we need to do. Um, we are, are feeding the electric grid, right? And so solar farms are only good if they're on and they're working, right? Um, so we play in that role. And with the, the mobile app, our technicians who are generally remote-based anyway, are still able to go in and safely perform their work and still adequately convey it to the whole company. 
Um, the really only changes we've had is, is uh, office personnel and corporate personnel now work remote. Um, but with the ability uh, of the fixed mobile app and the fixed desktop version to communicate so well together, it's, it's been a pretty seamless transition from pre-COVID time to current COVID times. We'll see what post is. Yeah, the post is a, a whole nother ball game. Sure. Um, whether it's you know OSHA coming down with all the shared shared workstation guidelines and other things, but you know I, I think this is somewhere where you know coming from manufacturing, we're really going to be taking a, a page out of out of your book. Um, this whole idea of distributed services, it's it's going to come to plant life. You know I, I don't see how it doesn't. Some ways that you guys leverage the mobile app, I think, is going to become inherent for for maintenance teams based out of a site. Right, we're going to have to you know start utilizing those pictures and those comment fields in place of a shift exchange when your your shift staggered right and you can't get face to face you know we're we're going to have to start mm-hmm. leveraging those those mobile applications right whether it's sanitizing between shifts but making sure that you know you know you don't have 10 guys sharing a keyboard all day um whatever it is you know there's there's some things that we're going to definitely have to have to adapt to to hit coming forward but i'm sure i'm sure it's going to change a whole lot more in the next uh next month or two as well so i'm sure we'll see how that that all shakes out um, I did want to jump back to the uh, mobile application because you're you're going down a path there with some of the the task stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I know you've you've kind of really dug the teeth into the into the mobile application and really you know made it fit your need really well. Um, and I I remember you saying that was a lot around uh, configurability. So you know why don't we why don't we dive in on that? Can you tell us a bit about that? Like how are you configuring it? Um, how are you making those tasks really fit mobile and designing you know design for mobile work order? Great question as usual. Um, so I, I do believe that the, the best way to use the mobile app is to really think about how you're structuring your work orders. Um, and I think being very task heavy and using the correct tasks um, within that work order is much better than having a description of, you know, this this problem exists, right? And that's it. Or you can have tasks in, in, in you know, check this as it pass or fail certain standards, you know, check this specific meter and, and you can specify uh, whatever units of measurement you'd like, whether, you know, amps, volts, uh, gallons, ounces, quarts, um, you can add all those, which, add, you know, adds the robustness of meter readings. Um, and I think utilizing the pass-fail inspection task is incredibly beneficial um, for how we operate with our preventive maintenance inspections. Um, it has the ability to rename the binary choice. It doesn't have to be pass fail. You know, it could be uh, you know free of damage, damaged, uh, burnt, unburnt, rusted, or whatever you want those two choices to be. And and from those uh, those tasks, you can have notifications sent upon a pass or a fail. Uh, you can have work orders created on a pass or fail. And and really in having technicians engage in the system and use these features seamlessly from a phone that everyone is obviously int- intimately uh, knowledgeable of is, is really powerful. Um, it, it makes information happen in real close to real time and able to convey that. So I, I definitely believe uh, task heavy uh, structuring of work orders makes the mobile app much, much more powerful. Uh, and I, I feel like if you're not doing it that way, you'd actually be missing out uh, on how how much you can get out of it and how much your technicians can instantaneously convey. Yeah, I think that's a really a uh, really good point, especially around those those pass fail tasks automatically kicking off work orders. On a paper pen system, right, you get that that checklist back on the clipboard and it's got five no's circled or five fails circled, and who's going to do anything to that, right? 
Uh, sure. That has to get prioritized. That has to get put in a queue. So the ability to automatically fire those work orders um, is huge. Just so much easier to manage your backlog and manage everything you have going on. So it's, it's um, easy to manage. Uh, and, and I think when you, you know, jumping back to how we talked about, say, 600 library tasks or something, um, it's it really streamlines um, time, right? Like if, if you're talking about your, your, your paper version and you have five yeses, five no's, right? Um, you may end up creating those 10 work orders manually anyway, right? Whether you're going to do them or they're not approved or maybe they're not approved yet. Um, whereas you can have the system go ahead and do that and, you know, relate it to what the original work was done anyway. Um, so I, I think leveraging the system uh, is, is, it would be in your best interest, whatever your industry is. Yeah, fair, for sure. Um, so we've, we've talked about your technicians a lot and how they're leveraging, how you set it up for them. But what about yourself? You know, how do how do you leverage it day to day? What's what's your kind of use case? I would consider myself uh, a corporate dude, which means uh, I am generally on the web version and desktop version. Um, but all of our PM inspections, which are, are very task heavy, uh, they're designed with the mobile app in, in play. So the, all of the ease should be on the technician. All the back end work and the heavy lifting, you should do as much as possible. And that's that's where I kind of come in, you know, interpreting contracts uh, and taking them from contract language to operational language. And then how can that be in a mobile app that's very easy and we can really explain uh, whatever inspection or task or uh, troubleshooting steps we're doing um, and still be contractually compliant, stamped with a username, stamped with a, a date timestamp, all just by good setup. So um, a lot of my job is is setting setting up for success for other people for the ease of the app right the more i spend taking complex pieces and putting them into simpler tasks that can be done in the mobile app the quicker it is the easier it is and it's still contractually compliant it's descriptive it just works yeah i think that's that's huge it's it's all about getting the right data in right if, if you get it in right in front of them right in the field um you know you can actually get stuff out Right, quality data in, it means you can do your job mm -hmm. right with the data that's coming in, organize it, get it out, make sure, sure you're hitting the right alerts, checking the right things, nothing's falling through the cracks. Right. It's the old kind of garbage in, garbage out, right? If you uh, yeah. can get it in right the first time, you know, you can do a lot yeah. of good things with it. Absolutely, and I, and I can expand a little bit on it. Uh, you know, scheduled maintenance is, is a piece of uh, everybody's ball game that's using a CMMS. Um, and, you know, thinking about those intervals. Uh, think about those frequencies, thinking about how you want to set up those tasks again, even with uh, SMs um, or you know OEM requirements and how can you put those in with work orders and or SMs. Um, a lot of that setup can be done that can be easily performed on the mobile app with just increased back end work. So I'm trying to make sure I get a lot of emphasis on that because I, I really believe in it. Uh, and, and a reminder that all of this stuff gets tracked with the asset or the piece of equipment that all this work is being done on. Uh, so you can naturally create a very effective chronological log of what has or has not been done. Yeah, I'm sure that that kind of asset history is huge, um, especially for you guys being that you're, you're maintaining all kinds of assets that you don't necessarily always own, right? Um, you're in the field and you got to make sure you you have a log of that. Sure, I, I, absolutely. Um, and that, it helps us see trends in equipment. It helps us uh, start to fall into kind of predictive analysis of uh, how long things will perform. Because uh, the realism in the in the solar industry is, is when solar farms are working really well, nothing's happening, right? 
there's no moving parts, there's nobody there, no one there to operate anything, uh, which makes inspections for us much, much more important. Um, but, uh, you know, with that being said, that means we're not always there. Uh, and those frequencies can be, you know, months apart, maybe weeks, maybe days. Um, but keeping up a, a good asset history aids the ability to troubleshoot whatever the next problem may be on the same equipment or similar equipment, or just if problems are uh, conjoined somehow. Fair. Um, so I, I know, you know, you use the desktop a fair bit, but what about the guys mm -hmm. in the field? Um, you mentioned that they have kind of laptops in the truck as well. Um, do they use the, uh, the core version a lot? Sure, I, I would say kind of a 50-50. And I think it really makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Um, like you can only set up um, very descriptive tasks that require short, um, succinct answers so much. Um, but let's say you're troubleshooting a piece of equipment and you really need to get in the weeds and explain in, in detail. Um, it's, you know, a mobile app. It'd be writing, it'd be like writing a really long text message, right? Uh, there's, there's the advantage of being able to bring out the desktop uh, and, you know, really sit down and be able to type in that. In that. Um, and one of the things that I have seen is that while techn technicians will use the mobile app while they're out for a piece of this, of what they're doing, and then they will go back and when they need to type in more detailed notes, they use the desktop version because there's the keyboard and there can be the ease of accessing maybe Google Drive, uh, we can drop in or maybe files on the computer that are easily dropped into work orders. Uh, so I've, I've definitely seen a hybrid, um, which I think that's fair. I think that's a, a good use of the system, being able to present it in two different mediums, but they still uh, talk really well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, the, there's this hybrid approach, especially to reactive work, like you're talking about where, you know, something's wrong, go and see what's up. Um, you, you can get the push notification on your phone, you can go right to it, you can get your photos in there, quick notes. But then once you actually complete that job and you've you know consumed your parts quickly on your mobile device, you can get back and really write in that detailed note of you know what went wrong, what was the root cause, how did we solve it, um, you know how are we going to not have this happen again? You can really start getting into the weeds um, from the from the full you know desktop version and, and add those detailed detailed notes where you know when you get the second or third person down the line asking what happened, you got the whole record right here. No need to call the tech. We we have it. So those, uh, I'm, I'm assuming those computers are uh, are definitely corporate, you know, corporate computers. But what about the uh, what about the mobile devices? We have a bit of a mix, um, and and there's kind of mixed mixed opinions out there around you know personal devices versus uh, corporate devices. Um, do you guys supply the mobile as well as the the laptops? Yes, we we absolutely do. Um, we we certainly believe uh, you know if if you want good work to be done, you need you need to supply the tools. Right. And, you know, phones are, are not just um, for, you know, personal use of whether, you know, social media or, or taking pictures of cats, as, as we joked earlier. Um, but there's a lot of tools that can be on a phone, uh, you know, from uh, maps, from uh, photography software, uh, communication software, uh, CMS mobile software. Uh, so I, I, we 100% believe that, like, you know, here, here is this tool, you know, use this. We want you to use this. Um, and I don't think there's anybody that does not utilize their, their personal device, whether they use the fixed mobile app or not. I will say that most of ours do use it, but there's still plenty of uh, benefits to uh, a corporate provided tool, really. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, when asked this question, I, I always suggest, you know, company-owned devices. You, could, you can control it all so much easier. You can make sure they have the right tools. You can make sure they have the right app. It's up to date. It's the right version. Um, 
and the part that I really love too is is you can always collaborate now a lot easier, right? Um, I'm an Apple guy myself. I, I have an iPhone. I've always had an iPhone. Um, so if somebody asked me how to, you know, how to fix something on their Android, I I'm gonna struggle a little. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so if everybody if and the maintenance team is using the same type of devices, the same style, um, it's so much easier to have that kind of inter-team um, troubleshooting and collaboration if somebody's struggling uh, with use. But I know there's a lot of negative connotation around uh, personal mobile devices, especially in in factories and in plants, um, and for good reason, right? I, same as you guys, there's there's a bunch of heavy machinery everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. It's not you know a conducively safe environment. Um, so yeah, you don't want distractions. But I think there's something you know a, a little bit back and forth with that too, right? There's there's some element of trust. Um, you guys don't have a choice. You inherently have to trust your technicians. They're in the field. They're out there. They're they're not necessarily you know micromanaged, supervised. They they got to go and get their work done. You know, trust them to do that. And mm -hmm. it's it's turning into the same um, in manufacturing, right? You got to trust the people that are on the floor working. Um, if you can get them that you know iPad to do uh, the work order entry, one, it's a bigger screen, so you can read it a little easier for myself. I like that. Um, but also then you don't have, you don't have people worried about it. You know, they don't have people saying, well, you know, the maintenance guys on the phone over there, he's like, no, that's, that's a corporate issue device. Right. I know some people have, have done kind of zones, safe zones where you can have, you know, mobile devices out here. Um, or, you know, you can just bolt that iPad right to the piece of equipment. Uh, if it's really serious, so there is one exception. Um, and we touched on it in the poll off the top. Um, but it sounds like nobody in this group's in that situation. Whereas, you know, if you're in a blast environment, right, blast dust in the air, uh, you're not taking out an electronic device and, and playing around in there. Um, that, that would be the one exception. Follow your health and safety guidelines for sure, right? They're there for a reason. Um, safety safety first, of course. I, I'd be kind of remiss if I didn't hijack the whole conversation here just for a little bit um, because, you know, there, there's something that I, I'm, I'm fairly passionate about, and I know you are as well, so I want to touch on that. Uh, we're a little off topic, so I apologize to everybody. We're going to go away from mobile to touch here, but um, sustainability is is a big thing for fix right um we really wrap our arms around the idea of sustainability and you know not just the traditional economic sense but you know social sustainability environmental sustainability um and economic right i you got to look across the board at this but i know this is something that's pretty close to home for you as well so um you know what is what is sustainability and specifically maintenance uh you know how does that relate to sustainability in your eyes and how do you see that oh gosh Derek. <laughs> We're off to the races now. Uh, so sustainability has uh, definitely become quite a uh, quite a buzzword these days. Um, but when you when you really get to, get to the core of what sustainability means uh, in whatever context, is, is maintenance is intimately involved with sustainability, right? Um, you know, for example, in my industry with renewable energy, uh, renewable energy is really great for the environment when it's working, right? Um, if you have a whole solar farm sitting, you know, 30, 40, 50 acres. Right. And it's not producing anything, providing providing back. It, well, it's not really that green of energy. It's not really that renewable. So, you know, uptime and, and production uh, really really is a sustainable form of electricity. Um, but it needs it needs maintenance. Absolutely needs maintenance, right? Um, and you know, it feeds the the triple bottom line in terms of uh, economics. You know, turns sunlight into dimes, right? But also keeping you know power on for people's Netflix, right? That's what we do. So sustainability, it, it's a big piece. So, you know, how do you keep renewable energy running? And, and that is through maintenance, uh, through inspection of uh, very, very low interacted items uh, and be able to check those out as much as you can. 
um, or what is required um, and also being efficient with that maintenance. For example, you know, solar farms, we can have solar farms that are two, three, four hours away, right? You don't pack them like suburbia, like here's a farm, here's a farm, here's a farm, right? So in, in terms of environmental sustainability, um, in order to not just throw trucks and, 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 and carbon emissions in the air, like how can you efficiently go from A to B to A to B um, or wherever you need to go? So you know, if, if you sit down and look at how these work orders can all get worked together um, is a great way to, to save on economics, to save on, you know, production uptime and also, you know, lower that carbon input into the air. So efficient maintenance is, you know, it's really synonymous with sustainability in my, uh, in my industry. I love that, that like pretty much a straight line for your team, right? That's, that's so easy to rally around. And, and, you know, there's no reason it can't be the same for, for manufacturing sites, right? piece of equipment that's running reliably, it's running clean, you know, you're, you're less scrap, you're less parts. Um, you know, you, there's there's obvious economic and environmental drivers there. But, you know, the one that really, that really bites home for me um, is, is a bit of the social idea, the social indicator. So that, you know, quality of the workplace, it's, it goes beyond, you know, health and safety, but, you know, healthier employees, happiness of your employees. As, as a leader of a maintenance team, you know, the, the, you want your you want your guys to be able to go home at the end of their shift, have dinner with their family, and get eight hours of sleep, right? And then come in the next day with with bells on, right? Um, that's not going to happen, you know. If if you're you have really unsustainable maintenance practices, they're going to get called in the middle of the night. They're going to be late because something's still not up and isn't running, right? The idea mm -hmm. of moving from reactive to preventative, it's not just good for for your economics of your plant. You're not just going to have more output. You know, your people are going to be happier too. They're going to be called in a lot less. They're going to have that time with their family and a little bit more predictable lifestyle. So that's a big one for me. Just, just you know, social, social sustainability and, and that burnout factor too. Yeah, you you nailed that. So I really, uh, I really like your your wording on that. And it, it makes a lot of sense, right? And and that's how like-minded stay working together effectively. Uh, is you know believing believing together uh, what they're doing matters. Uh, so I'm I'm really glad that you touched on that. Very very well said. Right on. Okay. Well, I think, yep, we're right at the uh, the bottom of the hour. So that means Q&A. Justine, why don't I invite you back and you can uh, you can wrangle us through this, this Q&A session. Thanks so much. We had a, a couple of, of really good questions come in here. So I'm going to tee up the first one, Stuart. I think this will be good for you from Don. Um, he said, imagine I'm a PM inspector using a mobile device. I'm in the back 40 where there's no signal and I find a bearing that is very noisy and should be replaced. How can he check right there on his device if someone has already submitted a work request for that job? So there are a few different ways to do this. Um, first and foremost, we can configure those work requests to show up on your device. Um, so you're going to be able to go in and see those work requests submitted. Um, you can also through the work request uh, portal through the, the settings configuration actually set that up to automatically you know move those into open work orders and get them pushed to the right people so that the people closest to that uh, can get those work orders. Now that being said, um, offline mode is is you know very very usable, but you know it's also not necessarily magic. If you were back on the 40 already and you didn't have any cell signal and somebody put something in, um, you know if you didn't have connectivity and it didn't download before you got back there. Um, it won't download anything until you get back into Wi-Fi. Um, so you're going to be able to pick up those work requests as soon as you get back uh, to connectivity. But as right as you leave connectivity, you will be fully up to date. And as soon as you're back to connectivity, everything will sync up immediately again. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, Chris, we have, a, we have a question for you that's come in. 
Um, Phil is uh, joined us and he wants to have a little bit more detail. You were describing how you built your PMs differently versus how you were building them for desktop and, and how now you're designing them uh, for mobile. Can you give a little bit more uh, insight on how you think about that uh, for the ease of, of technician use on the other end? It's, it can be quite a challenge uh, with PM inspections, right? Especially, you know, uh, if you have multiple clients, multiple contracts, multiple uh, demands, so, you, so you're balancing a lot of stuff. Uh, a big piece of that is just kind of, honestly, is semantics, right? It's, it's how can something, uh, you know, be worded to be both contractually compliant and explain steps that are done, right? For example, you know, you can have a statement that's, you know, Keep uh, keep piece of equipment 100% uh, operational. Okay, that's that's not operational language. What does that mean, right? So that can break into multiple um, pieces of you know, is this operational at 100% for situation A? Is this operational at 100% situation B? And that's where you know this example could use like a yes, no, uh, pass, fail, or um, using multiple tasks to explain one thing, right? Um, you can use meter readings to illustrate um, the condition of something like PSI is very common, right? But also, is it with, you know, what's the PSI of this equipment and is it within regulations? So it's two different tasks, but they explain something perfectly. Here's the PSI, 25 PSI. Is it within uh, inspection standards? Yes or no, right? Um, so just that setup can really take that forward. Um, so we have another question, um, and I think this, maybe Stuart, you, you could start teeing this up and then would be uh, really great to get uh, Chris's perspective on it. But um, basically, it's coming in from Brian. He's heard uh, that we're getting new e-signature e functionality at FIX. Um, and if you could just sort of tie that, how it's going to improve accountability and compliance and that connection to actually using mobile devices. So we do have uh, some new accountability uh, features coming. Um, and the big one is, is e-signature, right? It's driving towards that idea of, uh, of compliance um, and really kind of putting your, your stamp on it that you did it and this is, this is mine. Um, and you know, fix by default, we, we store all of this information already. Uh, we timestamp and, and code date to the user everything that happens within our system. Um, but we're gonna we're adding actually we already have added uh, a level of of detail to that that is you know the ability to actually put in your own signature um, saves with time and date stamps that signature file can't be edited after added um, to really add that extra level of accountability um, and, and compliance in some of those organizations that that require you know moving towards some more of those compliance uh, feature sets so uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening there in fact. Um, Chris, I, I don't think you have access to it yet, but uh, you will within the next uh, within the next week or two. Um, so that's exciting. And I know uh, I know you talked about warranties earlier. So I, I not to put you on the spot, but you know how would that kind of affect your ability to do do that warranty type information and in, in that extra level of compliance? Uh, so I, I think the e-signature mobile app is going to be really really good because it adds more accountability, um, which is redundant. And in the world of maintenance, redundancy is a good thing, right? Um, I, I can see having e-signatures on warranty items. Yes, I can assure that uh, this was done. It's done on this date, which is better than just a username, a, a date. Now you have a username, a date, a signature, and then a, a date of that signature. Um, warranty, maybe there's uh, specialty items within your equipment that is, this has to be 100% sure, like maybe it's, if, if 
that piece of equipment works incorrectly, becomes a hazard. So you want whoever did the maintenance, 100%, you know, you sign your name, this is done correctly, this is not a hazard to anyone because it's performed right. So I think the e-signature is, is very valuable and it, I've tested it on the uh, mobile app and it's very easy to use. Anyone who's ever used a cell phone will be just fine. Thank you. Stuart, I think this is a, a hopefully an easy one for you to answer. Does the mobile app count as an additional license seat or would it tie to the one they already own? And that is from uh, Victor. Nice, like a good softball. It is tied to the one you already have. If you can sign in on the core, you can sign in on mobile. Um, it's just another way of interacting with Fix, and we're not going to limit that to a, to a separate user set. If you have access to Fix, you have access to mobile, uh, 100%. The other thing is, if you have access to the, if you have people that are submitting work requests through the work request portal, um, through the core application, it's good to note that if they download the app as well, they can submit work requests directly through the app, um, which means they can actually attach pictures right from their phone um, when they submit that work request, and that does not require login. Um, so the work request works on mobile and core the exact same way. So they can still go in, see their work request, get those status updates um, from their mobile device. They just can't fully log into Fix and edit those work orders. All right. Um, I know you got into some conversations about uh, about some devices, whether they're company owned or, or you know, what, what's the best way to do that? And Holly had a question and, and was wondering, you know, Chris, obviously you have an ideal situation where your company just issues them. Um, but for organizations where they don't have company issued yet as part of their policy, um, Stuart, do you have any ideas on best practices on how to bring that forward to secure um, basically the budget to purchase uh, company-owned devices? I mean, this one's going to come down a little bit business-specific, but the one thing that is always going to hold true is, you know, you need to be able to show the value that you're going to get out of it, right? We want to be efficient. We want to be effective with the resources that we have. Uh, and that means you got to put your CapEx dollars in the right place, right? You got to spend them the right way. So really what you want to do is start showing the value of what that mobile application, that the idea of a mobile maintenance workforce uh, can give you, right? And, and, you know, in a manufacturing facility, they're not going to that back cupboard to find that manual. They're going right to the job. They know what parts are in inventory right in their hand. Um, they can get those work instructions, those how-tos right then and there, and that data is input immediately. Um, there's tons of value you can add there. Um, if we layer on some of the COVID stuff and some of the OSHA guidelines that are coming around shared, shared workspaces as well, um, it's going to be a lot easier to get, you know, a technician, a, a nice rugged iPad right in their hands that they can do all their work on that they can have for the whole shift, right? That no one else is touching, right? You can sanitize them between shifts and, and, and pass off, but that's theirs, right? They don't need to worry about that device. Um, it's theirs to use. And so there's a lot of value that's going to be going to be derived there. I don't know, Chris, did you, um, I'm assuming it was pretty easy for you guys to get through the CapEx considering it's a remote uh, remote company, but any tips on your end? Not really. I think you kind of hit it. Uh, you know, it, for us, it's natural that this would happen because we are remote. You know, we have uh, team members who never come into a corporate office um, and then just being spread out as much as we are. It just makes a lot of sense, uh, not only for the fixed mobile app, but just ease of getting hold of people. Um, through whatever communication medium it is that's on the phone. Um, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense for us. It just falls naturally. Excellent. Uh, all right. I've got another question here. So uh, Stuart, I'm going to throw this one to you and see if you can uh, if you can answer it. If not, we'll take it offline. It comes in from uh, Trenton. Uh, Trenton wants to know, is it possible to, to restrict users from editing closed complete work orders? 
Uh, I think it would be a great security factor that stops unwanted or accidental modifications of closed work orders. I still want the user groups to be able to search and look at those work orders in history, but not edit. Is that possible? That one really depends. Um, if you want them to have the ability to go back and through, um, you know, locking those down isn't, you know, isn't something that's going to, going to really help in that scenario. But I think, you know, if they're mobile first, that's somewhere where the eSig is really going to be able to help. Because um, that's going to be holding a snapshot of that whole work order uh, from the time that it signed off and closed. And um, so in that scenario, I think you'd, you'd get some help out of the, the eSig functionality for sure. But really, it comes down to, uh, to accountability. Um, we have some great reports that, you know, if, if you're worried about it and you're worried about something happening, um, we can create some, uh, some live reports that can send every day for any closed work order that has any edits. Um, that's something we can, we can configure and, and show you how to, how to work with. Um, in case that it's something you want to audit. Um, but we don't necessarily uh, limit that because, you know, in the situation where you want to track that work order time and you finish the job and close complete it, um, we do want the technicians to be able to go back in and add those detailed completion notes. Or, you know, if they missed a part um, or they ended up returning some parts to stores, you know, we want to be able to reconcile that as well. So um, it's a little back and forth there. So it depends on your workflow, but, you know, feel free to reach out and we can see. Um, See if we can set you up with some audit uh, audit capabilities so you can keep track of those. Excellent, thank you. Um, we had a few other questions which are really more future product roadmap, which is a, a great way in the sense we'll take those offline, but I think the main message we wanna let everyone know is that we are still uh, releasing new features on our mobile. So everything you've heard about today, there is more great things in the works from the team. Uh, so I will uh, personally make sure that all of you get those responded on a one-to-one -one level after. And I just wanted to thank uh, Chris and Stuart. Chris, it was amazing just sort of having that, that real, you know, story from the field experience in terms of how you and your team have set things up with the mobile app and are really, you know, finding success from it. So thanks so much for being here. And Stuart, always appreciate your wisdom as well. So it was a great one-two punch today on mobile. That was fantastic. Um, I learned a lot too. <laughs> Excellent, Chris. We'll have to have you back again. Thanks again to everyone who joined us today. We really appreciate you taking the time and hope that you got some benefit. And uh, we'll be moving to mobile in the near future if you're not there or finding new ways to enhance what you're already doing. So thanks so much. Until next time from all of us at Fix, take care, be safe and healthy. Bye now.